Yes. Hi, this is Joseph Kalea. Mm. Listening to the CBH podcast. What she said. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Thursday, June 2nd. Last night, I went to a show. I have to tell you, I was uh, rejuvenated. And I didn't know I needed it. I really didn't know that I needed it. But uh, when I left the show yesterday, I I was flying. I mean, this was... I went and saw Rigoletto last night. Uh, at the Met, and beautiful production, incredibly well attended, if not completely sold out, Uh, a first-rate cast across the board, and man, they just told this story, they just, with with their, you know, once, once everybody's a great singer, we don't have to worry about great vocal performances you know like some are going to be better than others they're going to have a good night bad night doesn't matter but for the most part you're you're going to get um a great vocal show now that doesn't mean you have a good show uh this uh last night was a great show and the cast just sold it they had a they had a story to tell and they told it from beginning to end and uh, i had chills and and not just because my 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 one of my best friends is starring in the show. Uh, I already knew Quinn was the best ever. Um, I, I was that was that was reassured to me last night. Uh, but it was the it was the acting performances. Man, I felt for these people, and I can't remember feeling for characters uh, in a show in a long time. You know, often I'm I think because I'm a singer and I'm in the opera house, I I tend to. Um, uh, watch the vocal performance and see how they're going to ne- negotiate this passage or that passage. W- once you finally are relaxed into the performance you're watching, that they've got all the notes, uh, you can move past that, or at least I can, and and uh, and be told a story. And boy, they did it last night. You know, I, I just had such a enamored feeling for our business. I had this incredible warmth for show business, not just not just the opera business, but this the 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 storytelling business. You know, for us, we're we're acting singers, and 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 I and I and I clump um, actors in there, and and musicians of all types and genres, and and uh, you know, show business is a is a gift to the world. It is a gift. You know, there had to be nearly 4,000 people in the opera house last night, and they went nuts for what they saw. It's a, it's something to not be missed. Um, I felt, I just, I felt like what we do is incredibly special. Now, we're not curing cancer. We're not doctors. We're not, we're not changing the world, although some people might think they are. Um, but what we are doing is providing people emotion or emotion they didn't know they had in them. Uh, making people feel something, telling them a story, entertaining them, giving them chills, making them sad, making them remember. And um, that was all just so obvious to me last night, what what the point of our business really is. Uh, and it's to just bring emotion to people, make them feel something, make them feel something other than what they're feeling. 
You know, like you can you can go to a museum and see a piece of art and be trans transported into the painting, and 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 think things you hadn't thought before, and 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 feel a different time period. And my God, it was the same thing last night. I just I I truly felt like we had. I don't know, just sort of transcended the the normal everyday life, you know. And everybody's got all their bullshit going on, and 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 the world is crazy. And if you look at the news, it's going to make you nuts. And and you know, it looks like everything's falling apart around us, uh, except next door here where they're building a goddamn building. The hammering at seven a.m. is a, a nightmare. Anyway, um, um, this this idea that show business is providing. Uh, something to the public is something I'm so privileged to be a part of truly privileged uh, and as I look out my window and I see these guys putting up a building and they are creating something that that something wasn't there now it's going to be there and they can look at that with satisfaction and, and say look we built that we made that housing structure that's where people live now and their whole lives are going to happen within that building and and there's there is honor and and pride in that kind of work uh but the thought of me trying to do that kind of work is bone chilling. <laughs> These guys are breaking their balls. Now they probably think the same thing about what I do, and that's good. We should all we should all respect what each other can and cannot do. But um, I felt so enamored to show business and thought this has always been going on. It's been going on for thousands of years where people perform for other people, and it's never going to go anywhere. It's going to change and morph and. And have to adjust to the times and 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 the financial restrictions or 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 um, abundance or whatever whatever's happening at the time it'll it'll have to adapt. But um, people performing in front of other people is is um it's a gift. It really is a gift to the world. And whether you're on this side of the curtain or that side of the curtain, um, you are connecting. We're connecting with people. Um, I can't. Surely there are more important things in this world, but I, I can't imagine being a part of anything else. And uh, last night at the Met was, was one of those moments where you think, okay, our business is going to be just fine. We are going to be just fine. Look look at what we're capable of. If you can make people feel like that audience felt last night, we're going to sell out everything. And I think that just really needs to be our goal. You know, we opened Rakes the other night. Um, on Monday, actually. And... Um, it was hard to know how we were doing. Uh, we we had a small audience for the dress rehearsal, but um, even they were sort of um, truncated in their response. I, you know, sometimes when you have a, a rehearsal audience, they're not sure what they can and can't do. They sort of warn them beforehand, you know, like this may be a rehearsal, not everybody might sing, you might have to stop. You know, they give them all the reasons why it might not be a great show. And so I think they sort of start from there. Um, and, and when we opened... Uh, some magic happened pretty early on and there were a couple of laughs early, which is great. Once the people understand that they can laugh, they will do it. Um, if somebody thinks something funny, thinks something's funny and they don't laugh, mm, we're in trouble. And so when the audience feels free to laugh or applaud or whatever, whatever, uh, visceral reaction they have, uh, to it, when they feel free to let that fly, it's contagious throughout the house. And we could feel the laughter of of a rake's progress, and and some of this music is is um, hard to digest. You're not going to leave the theater singing too much of it. There's a couple of passages you might leave singing, but for the most part, it's it's not immediately accessible. But the story is, we're just telling the story of Faust, and everybody understands that. And so, um, it's Faust with more humor, and um, 
and and these turns of phrase within the English language and and I and I suddenly realized in the in the performance like hey we got this crowd it was sold real well I don't know if it was sold or papered or what but there was a lot of people in there and they seemingly loved it and I think we had no idea that we were even close to a good show it was just hard to tell it's hard to tell because there's not a lot of um, uh, bars out there that say it should be this good or it should be this good. You know, we've all heard the recordings, but again, the, the music can be tough to digest. And so we have to sell this story, which is not easy uh, when you're in the middle of vocal gymnastics and when you're trying to enunciate English. Because, you know, the goal is that you don't need to look at the titles, but of course, you know, as soon as anybody gets over the staff, gets into the top part of their voice, you know, text goes out the window and you just hear pretty notes and... And so there's, there's a, a struggle, a battle in singing in English. It's not as easy as you might think. Uh, original language in the country is not, it's just not easy. Um, man, they make a lot of noise out there. These construction guys are just a part of the CVH podcast now. You can't hear all that, but it's really something. These guys start early. They, the, the, the construction guys show up around 6. They don't start banging until 7. And by three thirty, it's a ghost town. They just go. I, I don't. I don't know what the what the point of the timeline is on it. Maybe because it's not so hot uh, right in the morning, and these guys don't have to be in traffic later on. I'm not sure, but you know, the banging is seven to three. <laughs> the banging. <laughs> oh, it's nice to feel motivated again. Uh, I've got a couple of scores sitting on me, sitting on my desk over there, <clears throat> and. Um, not that I've been putting them off, but there's there's been reasons to not uh, jump into them. And after last night, I thought, boy, I feel I feel refocused in my commitment to telling the story, because it, you know vocally it's gonna be it's gonna be me. You know, I, I I some nights are better than others, but for the most part, you know, ninety percent of the time you get me. And if that's something you like, then we're all, everybody's good. And if it's something you don't like, then then you know you, you knew either way. Uh, but my my commitment after last night, or my recommitment after last night, is full, fully committed acting. Um, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Uh, we had to sit down for for a long time with with pandemic, and we didn't get our audiences, and now they're back. And why not just hit them over the head with everything we have? You know, nobody knows uh, when their last performance is. Nobody knows when they've when they've been on the stage the last time. And so maybe we just got to treat every time like it's the last one. Uh, I started to enjoy it halfway through the performance uh, of Rakes. I started to enjoy it for the first time. But before you, you, you're so intent on getting it correct. You know, we're surrounded by people telling us what we're doing wrong, and you're trying to please most of them, <laughs> or trying, failing, but at least attempting to to. Um, I think really what I'm trying to do is shut them up. <laughs> it's not that I don't believe that they have good things to say. I think they do. But um, you know, what I'm really trying to do is just get them to stop telling me stuff. <laughs> uh, and and I, I do have some trusted people and some not so trusted. And so, you, you know, you, I definitely take a note from this person and then sort of just filter the note from that person or whatever, whatever the, the case may be. Um, but I started to enjoy the performance the other night. I started to, once I felt the audience was enjoying it, you thought, oh, we can just lean into this story. Let's lean into the story. And you sort of run this balance because Stravinsky, and he had very specific ideas about how this should go. And, and he notated everything within an inch of its life. And so it's very specific, very specific with the, with the markings and, the, and the, all the 
all the things that he wants to happen in the course of a show. It's very, very specific. And if you, if you're aiming for perfection, I think the story gets lost. That's my humblest of humble opinions. And Stravinsky's dead, and he can tell me to fuck off later. Uh, but I, I think in an attempt to get it so correct, uh, we sacrifice story. And and I could tell in the opening performance that because we felt the love from the audience. And it wasn't that we let go of what we were doing. We didn't let go of, of the intention or let go of what was on the page. But we just leaned into telling a story. And, um, um, you know, it came through. I, I really didn't know this time in New York was going to be this sort of uh, rewarding for me. I thought, okay, this is Rake's Progress. It's the first one. You know, I'm going to do a few more, I think. And let's let's just get this one on its feet and see how it feels and all that. But I, I, I started to enjoy it the other night. And you really, you don't know how it's going. There's just, it's one of those shows that you, you're like, well, I think it's going good. I think it's going, you know, I, I, it's hard to tell, you know, there's not. And then, and then after um, one of the tenors' first arias, there was some huge applause from the audience. You go, all right, we're good. We are good. They like it. Let's do this. A rejuvenating time here in New York. Uh, next show is tomorrow. I'm going to go home for the weekend, see my peeps, and um, uh, come back for just a few more, and, and I'll be off to Paris before long. So I'm going to spend my day with some scores. I love you for listening. All of you. And there's a lot of you. You're listening, and it's I'm trying not to be intimidated by it. Uh, but we're growing, and you're here, and, and you're here for it, and I'm here for it. Let's do it together. Um, everybody. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. All right, thanks. Bye.
your vows Give up your 